Since the beginning of time, people have always found creative ways of communicating. This is my way. I'm Kyle Leon Henderson, and we need to talk. Again, I'm back. <laughs> you always get so nervous when I, when I introduce I know, you. I know. Um, yeah. Welcome back. I don't know how. I don't ever know how to start a show, so I just. I don't know. Maybe sometimes I sing "You're Back," and then sometimes I do whatever. Yeah. It's Chloe. Like the Terminator. I just keep coming back. Or I thought you were like Chloe the Terminator. I got a term. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> How's everything going? Good. It's Anything's going good. Been going well? Um, things are going, like, okay. It's so muggy and, like, swampy here that I just, like, can't function as, like, a normal human being. I turn <laughs> into, like, a swamp creature. You wouldn't even let me hug you today. No! I can't have anybody touching me. It's, oh, my. It's unbearable. So Man was not meant to live here. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's, a mon- it's a monogamous summer for Chloe. Like, who, like, landed here and was like, this swamp seems good. We'll stay. <laughs> we'll stay here. We'll raise our families here in this hellhole, this hell pit of swampland. Well, I mean. Where my like- undercarriage is all swampy and my wives have 30 billion <laughs> yeast infections. Like, what is happening? <laughs> So, to recap, you don't like the summer. No, I don't like the summer. <laughs> well, in all fairness, I don't, I don't like think, the winter. <laughs> I don't think anybody landed here and was, and it was this hot. I think global warming is. That's you know, another thing. Yeah, I definitely it's think hippie. that it's it, getting hotter. It's happening. That would be. I mean, it would be a nice thing to know if that was true. It'd be like a really convenient truth to know but if the world's getting hotter. <laughs> That's our first plug. <laughs> Al Gore. Um, yeah, so it's been a crazy summer already mm-hmm. for a lot of things. Um, the MTA does not work. Oh, fuck the MTA. They Am I allowed to curse on this? I never actually asked you if it was okay every for episode, me to swear, but I've been doing it. <laughs> every episode is listed as explicit. Okay, because great. Because if I don't list it as explicit <laughs> and you drop the F-bomb, they'll kick me off iTunes. But um, if I gave you the big E, okay, they don't care. And I don't care because I, I should have asked um, the, the, the weeks ago when I started doing this. No, the, that's the thing. I am not someone who will censor anyone. <laughs> this is a land of freedom of speech. For now. Yes. We'll see. We'll see. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay I tuned. Next week's episode, when I tell you how much I love Donald Trump, my ever honorable president or we could just be like underground in a bunker oh yeah it'll be it'll be a lot more tinny in that echo yeah you'll know <laughs> um 
Yeah. So I've it's not been a bad summer for me, but that's because I don't have a job. Mm-hmm. This is the first I've mentioned this on the podcast. Oh, surprise! Way. Oh, actually, it's not. My whole two episodes last week, the last two episodes are about me. Oh, well employed. then, but never I'm mind. <laughs> but I am doing some things to make money. I'm doing background work. Mm-hmm. I'm on some of Amazon's finest shows. There, yes, in the back. So look, look for him. I had to last week. I was on this show called The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm-hmm. I had to smoke. Um, herbal cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I hate herbal cigarettes. Oh, really? I'd rather smoke the real thing. Well, you can't because the rest of the people. Mm, well, the lung cancer, you know. It's a thing, but like every time I would light up an herbal cigarette, mm-hmm. um, the smoke would get in my eye and it would start watering. Oh, shit. Like, not like a, like a regular cigarette. But then, also, they burn like a Roman candle. They burn quick. Oh, really? Yeah, I had to. I, it took like three or four cigarettes to get through one take. How many did they give you? A whole pack. It was fine. Oh, okay. And then they had more. They're like, you want more? I'm like, I want less. If, I would like less. <laughs> if you could. Did they like, me. is there like a call out? Or are they like, light them up! Action! No, there was a, yeah, there was that. But there was a lady like, that came around Background. and she goes, you're young. In 1958, you'd be smoking. I was like, okay. All right, give me this fucking cigarette. And then the guy, <laughs> the guy next to me, they said it was an herbal cigar. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a thing, but he hated it. He was like, this makes me want to vomit. But he smoked real cigars, so he's a snobby snob. But. Oh. So anyway. Well, just hold it in your hand and be like, right. and be like, bam, bam. Macho, I need a hot, hot tip marks. on a hot bomb. No. Hey there, you're no, see here, see? So <laughs> um, all fun. cigar really smokers talk is. But um, the for the first eight hours, it was a fun shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, it got a little tedious. Mm-hmm. It was an Amy Sherman Palladino mm-hmm. uh, shoot. Amy Sherman Palladino. When you say tedious, what do you mean? Were you just like waiting around or was it you were doing the just, same thing over and over again? It got to the point, like after about eight hours, like towards the 13th and 14th hour of this shoot, I made a friend from the South. She looks at me and she goes, oh, this is a lot, huh? We've been here all day. And the, and the women were in like four inch, five inch heels. Mm-hmm. They were exhausted. I was exhausted. And um, I told the lady, I was like, or the girl, I was like, this is like, like purgatory. It's like the the, the dinner mm-hmm. party from purgatory. She goes, I know. I can't remember a time in my life before, before I came to this freaking party. <laughs> she goes, is the, is, are we just going to be here for the rest of our lives? Yeah. Like, it feels like it. Oh, that's, my God. The, to be honest, though, that's always how they feel, is that right. you're never going to leave, and you're just going to be stuck there for the rest. I remember I was, when I was doing that. One for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Two, something about the shell, dark shadow. I don't, I don't know what it's called, actually. But, like, we were in Grand Central Station until, like, 6 a.m., from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to die in this. There's, like, there's no one else but what's in this, like, Grand Central Terminal. <laughs> right. This is my home now. I am trained person. Right. Like, this is my life. Exactly, and you and you've seen this person that you haven't seen before mm-hmm. for the last twelve hours, but you still have to, yeah, not have seen them in such a long time. It's, like it's background so, is like fun because like you can still kind of be like a little bit shitty. The director's trying to get the shots right. He's shooting it from another angle, and he's like, everybody's where they were supposed to be. And the guy, I was in a group of three men, me and two other men. We were supposed to be like, you know, business partners. That was mm-hmm. kind of our, our cue given to us. And I was standing next to him and I was like, but we were over there. 
when, uh, in this shot, and he mm-hmm. goes, we're going to stay here because this puts us on camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you're, he's like, the continuity of this show is not what I'm hired to care about. Yeah. We want my face <laughs> on camera. So why it's, I'm it's here. really fun to be on set. Um, mm-hmm. I got to meet Paul Reiser when I did Red Oaks the day before. So yeah, that's pretty much all I'm doing. And preparing for some other big things that this podcast audience doesn't know about yet. Big things are coming. But if you're my friend on Facebook, my um, background photos have been clues as to what's going on in my life. Really? This whole summer. Checking. <laughs> well, I mean the 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 first two, the first one I had a stairwell. Oh, I see. And then the second one, I had elephants in a splashing pool. This one, because you actually do know what this what's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. This one's very obvious to you. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, that's that's I much get my whole it. Summer. I get it. That's nice. Mm-hmm. That's very nice. So, uh, and you you're going on a trip. Yeah, I'm going on a trip soon. I feel like I'm traveling a lot this summer more so than usual. I was just in Florida. Before that, I was back in California. Now I'm going to Israel. Yeah. So so you're going to Israel on birthright. Yeah, I am. I'm really excited. They're going to let me ride a camel, and it's free. So That's what's funny. <laughs> um, Ethan asked me the other day, he goes, what is Chloe's nationality? I'm American. And, I mean, not nationality. <laughs> like, what is her? <laughs> Let's start that part. I have a United States passport. I'm from America. <laughs> but no, not nationality, but like heritage, your lineage. Oh. And I, could, I couldn't tell him. Yeah, nationality, not stupid. We're all American here. Um, and I couldn't tell him because I was like, well, I think she's got some Pacific Islander, but then I think she's got some Caribbean, but she's going to Israel on birthright, which means she's Jewish. Yeah. So I don't know. All those things. <laughs> <laughs> I just All think you things. have caramel skin. Yeah. And you're the most beautiful friend I have in New York City. Oh, thank you. Well, I'll tell you what I put on government forms, and it's it's two or more. <laughs> That's the box I check on well, government forms. Well, so you're forms. going to Israel on birthright. <laughs> yeah. Upon looking at you, you wouldn't be like, she's a Jew. Well, no, no, no. But. My my father's mother was Jewish. Her oh, family yeah. came over from, like, Russia, Poland, where, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, Fiddler on the Roof, but mm-hmm. that's that's basically, like, that's her, fam- her family story. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, fled to, to Brooklyn. They, f- they fled to New York. So um, that's where that comes from. But um, I-, I am... I think we would say what we say is <laughs> Filipino and African American. Well, I dig it. Yeah. I, my family we're Scotch Irish. Luckily, it, here's the interesting fact: there's a gap in my family somewhere. Both of my family names that I share my 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 last name and my mother's maiden name both have family crests mm-hmm. from the United Kingdom. Oh. Family so crest. We were royals. Yeah, very nice. But had land. When you look back on our history in America, we never owned slaves. So where did that money go? <laughs> and the horses, just, probably. I'm just saying we. And I. That's how my mom found their money. I could someone anybody who listens who wants to look up my family tree, feel free. 
you may be able to prove me wrong, but the best of my knowledge, we didn't even come through Ellis Island. We came through a port in South or North Carolina. So there was a southern port for immigrants. That's where we came through. Very nice. Scotch-Irish. My grandma was so, maybe born in Brooklyn. Her, her parents came through Ellis Island. My mother came through the Philippines. <laughs> she came straight from the Philippines. Yeah, my mom is fresh off the boat. So I think, what, what does that make me, like, first generation for her? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good to me. She's a citizen, though. She has her green card. You don't need to look into it. You don't even... Don't look... Don't. She's a citizen. She doesn't... I mean, she's a citizen. She's not. She doesn't have a green card. Well... She's a citizen. She's not Muslim or Mexican, so she's she can hide for a while. She's fine. Don't pay attention to her. <laughs> <laughs> don't look into it. She's fine. <laughs> Just stop. Yeah. She's well, in California anyways. They won't let you deport her. <laughs> right. But California's got her secure. Yeah, we're good. So, um, this week, another funny thing that happened in our house this week, uh, my cousin who lives in California, he posted on his Facebook, um, a country song that was from, you know, from when we were growing up mm-hmm. in Alabama, cause he's from Alabama too. Uh, it was, um, Trisha Yearwood's song, um, she's in love with the boy mm-hmm. and me and Ethan were watching it the other night and it was... <laughs> It really did. It took me back because I was like, oh, yeah, I remember riding in the car. Like, it took me straight back to where I was, you know, that age. And um, I said, maybe we should. I said, I'd love to have a segment where I talk about the songs of our youth or whatever Mm -hmm. on the podcast. And I said, I think Chloe's going to be on the show this week. And he's like, what do you think she would even know who Trisha Yearwood is? And I was like, probably not. And I was like, you know, (laughs) it's so funny because... (laughs) Country people like me, we were we we really were birthed into this like little bubble mm-hmm. of country living. We saw New York on movies, we saw the Golden Gate Bridge on movies, but it's like, why would you ever need to go there? Or see right. That? Until probably about junior high. I mean, because when I was in junior high and and nine eleven and high school was two thousand one. I was in ninth grade. That kind of changed everything for everybody. Everybody became more globally aware. From where I was from. But before then, we were in this little bubble where this country music was a thing. So I want to do a thing. I want to do a segment where I play you a country song <laughs> and then I get your reactions to it. Okay. So I'm going <laughs> to... Let, so let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll listen to the song and then I'll get your reactions to okay, it. Okay, perfect. <laughs>
Okay, so for anybody <laughs> listening who remember the 90s, that was Pam Tillis. Maybe it was Memphis. And oh, judging yeah. by your face, <laughs> you are bemused and confused. Yeah, bemused. That's, that's good. I mean, okay, so I obviously I've never heard the song before. I don't know who. So you've never heard of this song and you've never heard of Pam Tillis. No, no, that's of course so not. fun to me. Well, I when did this song come out? Um, probably 92. Okay, so, well, 93. in 92, if it came out during the summer, which it looks like it's supposed to be, like, a summer song, it I don't really know. Did, it did come it's out hard to say. I don't I know if that. all country songs are supposed to be summer songs. Are there any, like, winter country songs? Um, but, there's some about going back to school in the fall. Okay, so still the summer. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, you know, um... So, yeah. okay, so, but... Uh, what was I saying? Oh, uh, yeah, so in 92, I would have been... One. One. Oh, and one years old. Oh, this one, like, that's the thing about 90s country <laughs> music. They lasted a good five years. Yeah. They were on the radio for a good five years. And we never would have listened to this. <laughs> we were listening to Smooth by Santana on repeat. That's about oh, all, we, that's that's all we were doing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've never heard this song before. I don't know who Pam Tilly's is. And... <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm like confused. Tillis. I'm confused. Pam Tillis. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm confused. I, I I just okay. So she's saying, maybe it was you. Maybe it was me. Maybe it was Memphis. And she's saying like, oh, I don't know why we hooked up. Maybe, it could have been you. Could have been me. Could have been this sexy city we're in Memphis. Who knew Memphis was such an aphrodisiac? I didn't. And based off of the music video, it looks like it's some sort of industrial cotton town. So it just seems like how could that be so sexy that they couldn't resist basically tearing their clothes off? <laughs> to, to the best of my knowledge, he's working on this farm in the summer. She's visiting, say, an uncle and aunt or something on their farm. She's okay. hanging out okay. in Memphis for the summer. He's working in Memphis in the summer and the willow trees swaying they in the wind. They didn't show any willow trees. She talks about I them. saw a barge. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the Mississippi. That's the Mississippi River. like a weird barge and a lot of cotton. I don't know. I just, I mean, <laughs> it just seems like Memphis was the wrong city to like name drop in your in your New Orleans could have been New Orleans I find I think it's super sexy mm-hmm. and I've never even been I've in never been Charleston. to Memphis either uh, uh, I don't know <laughs> people like you know people who've never been to these places already have like ideas of what the city is like New Orleans sexy and fun but then Memphis she also not says it could have been maybe it was you maybe it was me Maybe it was Memphis. Maybe it was Southern Summer Nights, which I will tell you, those can Southern get pretty sexy. Summer Nights sounds se- it sounds sexy. I will say that because that's when everything cools off of the heat. Well, I don't know. Do you guys have those things? People that- love to go skinny dipping in a Southern Summer Night. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, do you guys have those things in your trees that scream? The Katie did. She mentioned like, that. Ah! Katie dancing, you know, whatever. That's how she's. Yeah, those <laughs> yeah. are. Oh, Katie did. That's funny. I was in a, I was in a really hilarious, hilariously terrible music video for like a song called Katie Did. Look it up. I'm in the background being dumb as fuck. We will look at that <laughs> next. I don't know if you can find it. It was like. It was when I was living in Santa Barbara and my roommates were like at film school and they were like filming this music video in a bar slash bowling alley. Mm. And they were like, you should come down. And I was like, sure. Sure. And I just 
had a terrible time. <laughs> well, to give you a little insight about this song, first I'll talk about the song. Yeah, Pam tell me Tillis, a little about it. Her father was in country music. Like, he's an old, like, old Well, I'm Hank sure Williams I don't person. know him either. Right. Well, no, he was, he was pretty Well, I think I know Hank Williams. Did Tom Hiddleston play him in a movie? I think so. Well, then I'm aware of him. Well, he was of that era, like the old, like black and white television. Sure, sure, sure. So she wants, but she wants to be a rock star. That's all she wants to be. But with, so she, with that style of music, she's got those Shannon Doherty hair <laughs> bangs. Yeah, well, no, she like she tried. She tried to get rid of country music, but it's in her blood because mm-hmm. her dad or whatever. But she never made it in, in rock. She had a couple of hits that, and there was another one you saw, "Spilled Perfume." It's about a girl who spills her perfume bottle and cries, and there's no use crying over spilled perfume. No, yeah, there is. Perfume's hella expensive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would cry. And, uh, My perfume's so expensive. I saw a drag queen um, perform one of her other songs called Shake the Sugar Tree. What? <laughs> That's another sexual innuendo. <laughs> Gonna shake the sugar tree. What's the sugar tree? Um, is it the butthole? <laughs> <laughs> No, because it... No? Because it... I don't know! Don't do the hand gestures. Don't do the hand gestures. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I, Just because the drag queen performed it doesn't mean that's how she wrote it. It's a bad... Well, you said it was a sexual innuendo. I just, you know, just for what? I don't know. I mean, just like what's the sugar tree? You know, mix it up. Okay, you know, all right. But well, I, then I won't tell you what I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she kind of fizzled out. I think she does like dinner shows in Nashville now, kind of like Vegas. Oh style. yeah, like a uh, oh. I don't think she. For does. some reason, my mind immediately went to like murder mystery dinner theater, and that she <laughs> no, like sings. Before like the murder. A little club down on the strip in Nashville. That. You go in, order your dinner, and she sings, Heard about you on a call. Oh, like, like a real broke-ass, like... I mean, like I'm sure a, it's respectable. No, I mean like, but like I mean like no a like thrill. a broke-ass version of like a Las Vegas show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what I'm saying. Like, it's a... They, they make out like it's a stylistic choice that tonight we're going to do an acoustic version. Mm. I don't know. You just don't have... You always do the acoustic You don't version. have anything. We're re- we're only regulars here. Right. <laughs> we <laughs> all live here. We, we all are. know. We all come because you have the we dinner special. We all know exactly no, what's happening. She, I mean, I think she's making like... she's got a, She made it rich mm-hmm. off of her big successes. She manages money well. And she lives a well. Good. good. Whatever. But yeah, but me, I remember that... My mother was driving this huge red um, SUV called a Ram Charger. They don't even make them anymore. It was huge. It was like a tank. And that's how I grew up, like, riding around town in my mom's Ram <laughs> and listening to country music and this and some other songs. Reba. Reba was big. Like, she was, she was supposed to be Reba. Like, it was kind of like, who's going to make it? Reba, Pam Tillis, Patty Loveless. Well, I only, kn- I only know Reba from her TV show. And I only know her TV show because the commercials were like, Reba. <laughs> <laughs> On, like, Tuesdays. <laughs> she was actually nominated for an Emmy for that show once. Well, that doesn't. Reba. That still doesn't mean that I know her. I all, so that's why, like, they're always like, "Oh, Reba sings." I'm like, "Reba sings." Yeah, that's how she became famous. It's kind of like how, like, with J Lo. Oh wait, how do I know J Lo? 
She was in Living Color. J-Lo is like, was she... Okay, here's the thing. Was J-Lo... I always knew J-Lo as a singer, mm-hmm. but I think that J-Lo was an actor first, and well, then she wanted to also of, sing. Like, she was a dancer before anything. She was a fly girl on In Living Color, where she was oh. dancing. And then she got a successful audition to try to keep acting, mm-hmm. but her first, like, big breakout role was Selena. So she was an actress in a movie about a singer, and she yeah, sang yeah, all yeah. Selena songs, and that But I mean, like, her whole career. thing was... I thought was her she was like an actor and then she was also like oh now I'm also singing also so uh, it's like weird that well, she's acting, like also a she's singer always been both but she's but she was an actress who got a music deal okay because yeah. I think of her as a singer mm-hmm. who does some yeah. acting sometimes right exactly That's I think of her so and it's I like think, that. So it's kind of like that with Reba. But now she's like, doing Reba, a, she's a judge on a show about dancing yeah so world of dance like, with um, Jenna Doom Tatum and uh, Derek Hough mm-hmm. I think yep, and yep. Oh, Neo? The, yeah, Neo. Yeah, Neo, yeah. Neo. I love um, Janet Tatum. I think she's just. She's, been, I think she's, she's phenomenal. And she's again, we will gorgeous. never forget that Channing Tatum was born in the hospital in my hometown. Yeah. <laughs> he was when he was six. No, I don't know him. No, we did not talk about Magic Mike. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, I don't know that person. Right. So um, I plan on being the most famous person from my hometown at some point in my life. It's like hard for me to be the most. Well, I guess not from Angwin specifically, but like the freaking Coppolas live in my hometown. So it's like, yeah, sorry about how that. do I get out? Like Nicolas Cage went to my high school. He didn't graduate, though, because he got kicked out for fighting. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's back when he was still Nick Coppola. And he, he went to my high school. Is that his real last name? He's a Coppola? Yeah, he's a Coppola. I didn't know that. Yeah! <laughs> I just knew him from Moonstruck. Yeah, Stop yeah. out of it. Nick Coppola. Huh, there you go. So Cage is a complete stage name, or is that like... Cage, yeah. It's from... I think he actually chose it because of Luke Cage. Oh. The, there you go. The Marvel hero. So, to wrap that up... Yeah, fun facts. You, um... Are you a fan of Pam Tillis? No. <laughs> Sorry, Pam. Hard no. Okay. Just Pass. Say, I love Pam because everybody who doesn't know who Pam Tillis is, she's quite gorgeous. I mean, she, at the time she had that video, she yeah. had Shannon Doherty bangs, but showed Shannon us, Doherty so, bangs. Did, so did Shannon Doherty. Yeah. There's a reason everybody's cutting them bangs. They look good. Damn I know. It. Bangs look good on most people, not mm-hmm. on me. I don't have bangs. I'll it's real sad. Back. It's always hard to... I throw mine back. But, like, every... Like, once every two years, I get it in my head. I'm like, now bangs will look incredible on me. And I cut <laughs> my bangs. And then I'm stuck for, like, six months trying to, like, figure out my, like, terrible hair choices. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when my sister let her bangs grow out finally. It was a big deal. Yeah. That was a big summer for us. <laughs> Big times. Big times. Big times, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, oh Well, uh, let's take another break, but when we come back, I want to talk to you about another musical phenomenon that's happening right now, at least in my life. Or actually, two musical phenomenons. What is it? We'll talk about it later. <laughs> we'll talk about it when we come back. <laughs> Okay, we're back, and have you seen the music video to Kesha's new song, Praying? Ah, yes. Yes, I have. Yes. We talked about it yesterday. You we had not seen it talked about it a little yet. bit. I did, yeah, I watched it, Yeah, I watched it, Mm-hmm. Were you just, like, floored? 
Or are you underwhelmed? Oh, this is going to be very underwhelmed. This is going to be so controversial. And if, <laughs> and if you don't, see, you're already giving me highs because I can see that you're not nearly as excited about this. As this I is going to, yeah, hurting my heart because I'm I like, know, oh. I know. But anyway, this is going to, this is going to, this is going to be hard for some people to hear. Qu- quick recap leading up to this music video. Probably will make you look like a bigger bitch. Yeah. Recapping all this. No, no. Um, so, and you, you're the, you're the, like sort of the fact checker for so for pop culture. So, <laughs> so how do figure this right? Kesha is working with Doctor Luke, but then Doctor Luke does he take advantage of her sexually, or does he like full on rape her sexually in her claims in the court um, case? So the particular the particulars of this, I read a lot about when it was happening. I actually have forgotten a lot of the particulars. Well, that's one of them. It's either rape or... But, um, like, it's a sexual It's definitely... He, like, sexually assaulted her. He, like, bullied her. He pressured her to do stuff that she didn't want to do. He had power and authority over her. And mm-hmm. let's not forget that she was a young girl. Like, she wasn't, like, a full, like, adult yet. Yeah. So she was still, like, really young. And, um... Like, you know, telling her she's, like, fat and shit like that. So, like, and then as well as, you know, assaulting her, like, sexually. So, um, and then she couldn't get out of her contract with him. So she sued him. She was, yeah, so she was stuck. She couldn't make music. She couldn't, like, perform anywhere. Right, because she's under contract with him. And the only way she She's under contract with Sony, I believe. Right, And she couldn't do music unless, like, she did it, like, with him. She right. made it Through with him. him. He was the only way was she her could producer. do it professionally. Um, and what Ethan was telling me, they took it to courts. Mm-hmm. And not only that, like, people are picking sides in the music world yeah. at this time. People are, like, pro-Kesha. Like, all the women are Kesha, Kesha, Kesha. There's probably some people... I haven't heard of anyone who was on Dr. Luke's side in this whole thing. But The people, way that when people are on the... A, like attacker's side is they're like, well, he never did that to me, and it's like, oh, yeah. okay, well, just because he someone didn't punch you in the face doesn't mean they haven't punched somebody else in the face, right? And um, and like, so there was a woman judge mm-hmm. who was presiding over all this, mm-hmm. and they ruled in favor of Doctor Luke, right? Or at least it ruled in favor of you have no case. The law was a little, yeah. The law was the. The wording of the contract was clear. Hmm. So the the I think the judge though was so she was very saying, sympathetic. The judge was like, I'm sorry. She's like, I'm sorry that I have to do but this. What but what you're like, saying, the wording of the contract made it so that Kesha by the law technically didn't really have a case because of the wording of the contract. She Yeah, the she wording of the contract. She's it. asking that I mean that that wasn't really what it was though. She was asking them like have mercy on me. Like, right. don't make me do this. Because I don't want to, because I have, because through my contract, I have to keep working with this man. Yeah, she's I like, don't I don't want, want to work with him. So the case was never about if he had sexually assaulted her right. or not. It was just like, was can a, I get out of this? It was about the right to her own career yeah. without Dr. Luke. And, and they the said contract, no. yeah, because based of the off contract. of the wording because and the, of the contract, whatever she had. It's looking like, no, yeah. the only way you can which I sucks. can't rule this. The only way you can do this is the writers of the contract. Yeah, exactly. Write a new one, and Sony compromised. I mean, I don't know how I feel about Sony, and I don't, I don't really want to talk about that today. Yeah. Just because, but basically, the compromise was: you can do what you want, but your next three albums is going to put money in Doctor Luke's pocket. So that's that was the and Kesha said deal. 
Yeah. Just let me do what I want to do and not have to work with him, see him do whatever. He right. can have some of my money. I didn't know that. That was that was sort of the... Um, the uh, so, this song mm-hmm. is a complete bitch slap to him. Mm-hmm. It's, it's right in his face, and it's like... But he's gonna make money off of it. Yeah, he's gonna make money off of so, it. I didn't know that he was gonna be making money off mm-hmm. of her music. That was well. That's what Ethan said. There may be somebody out there who can negate all this, mm-hmm. who can give us an update or whatever. But that's mm-hmm. the latest I've heard is that yeah, he's gonna make some money off of these next three albums or whatever albums. So, yeah. but yeah, so the video. Mm-hmm. I'll let you go first because I mean I. I like get it. It's it's super powerful and and you know she's trying her like best here to do this and and really like gain her independence back mm-hmm. and like figure out who she is again after this really traumatic ordeal. Like I get it. I understand it. Mm-hmm. As a piece of strictly as a piece of music. Right. I don't care for it. Okay. It's not that, like, I'm like, oh, this is dumb, this is stupid, it's bad. I just, like, I just didn't like it. Yeah. Um, personally. But, like, I understand what she's going for, and I fully support her, and I love Kesha. Mm-hmm. I have always loved Kesha. Like, I, I love the colors in the music video. I like some of the, like, symbolism that she's going for there. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. Well, I mean, in a song like this, it's called Praying, and it's basically, to summarize it, you should go look at it. It's it's a beautiful video. I mean, it, it's a very conceptualized video. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. And it's like, a little... This... I don't want to... I don't want to say it, but I am going to say it. No! Oh. Uh, she took um no I'll say this she took some uh, influences from Lemonade I think she took some okay. really heavy influences from that. Lemonade I can see that mm-hmm. yeah um, which I mean is fine like Beyonce created something so right. like iconic that of course like people are going to be taking from it for like years mm-hmm. I mean yeah I can see that because she because in Lemonade she has a bit of a march through the streets it's the march and the back she's my world, but like Kesha's there with a bat she's like doing yeah. the thing with she's doing the thing where you think that she's about to like swing it so it's and she does do a whole monologue at the beginning of the video mm-hmm. of like and it sounds to me i haven't read up on it but it sounds like she's reading her journal mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. um but again i'm this not saying beyonce be owns the, that style i'm no, just no, saying yeah. it is very lemonade but in all fairness this is not going to be the kesha song that you put on at a party and be like let's dance right because it's like it's, it's also, Kesha's bleeding heart sure and it's also uh, so. though not as i would say impactful to me personally right. as some of like Lady Gaga's, like it, until it happens to you. Like yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. that one, I can't watch that one without crying. But I still, I did cry. I cried when I watched Kesha's. But it was because Ethan came home and goes, "Did you hear the new song?" Mm-hmm. And then we kind of just like rehashed everything that Kesha had been through. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that is so, just it's heart wrenching what she's yeah. been through. Yeah. And and plus, you're not quite as emotional as I am anyway. Well, yes and no. <laughs> like I will, I watch I a, cry at a lot of stuff. I watch an Alpo commercial and cry. I'm crying. At all, oh my god, I'm crying all that fucking Megan Levy trailer was like following me around for weeks, and every time I saw it, I would just. I was like crying really? in the theaters, and my sister was like, "What is wrong with you?" And I was like, "I don't know. He's a good boy. I like can't. I can't deal with it." <laughs> so I cried a lot of stuff. I just, yeah. uh, I don't know. I just, I wasn't. I mean, like, I, I 
get it. I like. Do you watch America's Got Talent and cry when they tell their stories? No, I watch The Voice and I cry when they tell their stories. Okay, well, we're talking about the same name, so it's a hit or miss. I cry watching one, Ninjas, the American Ninja Warrior. I think that's the thing about art like this, anyway. There is no rhyme and rhythm to who it will. Like, just strike your heart, mm-hmm. and, you know, it'll be just, like, um, it'll hit the mark just left of center. Mm-hmm. And I think for you, this song has hit just left of center. Yeah. For me, I was, like, bullseye. Yeah. So, but th- that's the thing. There's all kinds of things like that. Like, we were just, we were tw- tweeting, texting mm-hmm. um, yesterday about Lemonade and how it should have won the album of the year and everything, and I'm just yeah. like, people don't want to hear my opinion on Beyonce losing something. No, they don't. <laughs> because I'm just like nobody does. <laughs> she, you know, it's like nobody wants to hear that. But you know, and losing to another woman. So yeah, you know, so I like mean, that. so it's just like you know, we all have a left of center type thing reaction to certain art. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited because I hope that. Kesha is going to take us on this journey with mm-hmm. her and the fact that this is where we start. I'm picking myself up and then by the end, whatever's the last song to be released as mm-hmm. a single is going to be Kesha's new like, yeah. jam. Well, here's... Know? Oh, I have to sneeze. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, oh my God. I okay. a sneeze. Yeah, I don't, I don't sneeze out loud. Oh right? my gosh. I blow windows out the walls. Yeah, I don't do that. I do. I, um, I could never sneeze on... I would have to get a new microphone if I sneezed on here. Anyway, so uh, I think... I think the problem that I was having with the music video was that I was really hoping to see Kesha a little more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And not... I mean, not quite like, you know, like see her like hurt and like not that she's not vulnerable in the... In the music video. It's just that that character that she puts on, that, like, party girl persona, that, like, whatever, the the unicorns and the sparkly thing. She's still dressed like that. And so I would have really liked to have seen Kesha, like, real Kesha, while she's trying to, like, while while she's pouring her, while her heart's open, I would Mm -hmm. have liked to see her. Yeah. And that, and, like, I didn't. So what about the song, like, without the music video? Or, um, or, or did you only watch the music video, and so that's the only sort of I only of watched the music video. That's the video. only way you can kind of... Yeah, I only watched the music video. I didn't, I didn't listen to the song on it, though. Because that's the whole thing. The, I think that might be why I didn't... Like, I like it more than you, because I didn't really think about the music video. Mm-hmm. Like, the, if you asked me about the music video, I'd be like, there was a lot of colors, and she was throwing them in the air. That's what I mm-hmm. took from it, but... What I like, you're saying I want to see her vulnerable when she screams in the song. That's what gut. Yeah, me. she so like hits I, those I, notes really well. That might be where we're missing like each other's you know perspectives because yeah. I took just the song and you watched the music video and took the whole thing yeah. sort of like Lemonade. Yeah, you take it all in together. Yeah, so maybe it's maybe you know I'd, I'd be interested to see what you think just listening to it, just to experience that. But yeah. either yeah. way, you know. But, I, again, or can we even do that thanks to Lemonade? It's like, because Lemonade was a game changer. You yeah. Watch, you watch an experience almost like smell-o-vision, you know? Right, yeah. It's all senses on hyperload mm-hmm. after that. And so, but another person that I'm excited about reinventing a career. Ah, this is where I nerd out. <laughs> <It was> what? <laughs> Going back to country music. Mm-hmm. 
Shania Twain has a new album. Oh, Shania. Oh, my God. I know. I just said, okay. Anyone I like. No, no, no. My admiration for Shania is mine alone. Like, I'm not a majority. Like, my, my views on Kesha is probably the majority. No, I, I don't think her, my, my views, views on, on Shania are not the majority. I don't think my my thing with Shania has nothing to do with actual Shania Twain. It has to do with the fact that she fucking thinks that she can substitute herself with for Celine, like she's Celine Dion's substitute at the Coliseum in Las Vegas. Shania is no Celine Dion. <laughs> if there's only one Celine Dion, only one diva playing the Coliseum, and it is not Shania Twain. <laughs> I'm gonna go on a limb here and say that you are projecting. Because Shania <laughs> never once said, I am the new Celine. You got beef. She, doesn't have, she didn't have to say it. By her thinking she could step into her shoes for those, like, whatever a couple of months that Celine was gone. That's Shania thinking that she's up there. She's up here. She's not up here. She's over here. She's she, not. She's not low. She's not <laughs> down. <laughs> she's okay. not trash. We absolutely. She's still Shania Twain. But Celine Dion's. <laughs> the fucking clouds <laughs> we absolutely do not have time for me to make you love Shania but I could do it I don't think so I don't think so she rose from the ashes she got bit by a tick and got Lyme disease do you what she, <laughs> that, means, that means nothing to me I like, <laughs> she had to regain her ability to sing and she did Celine Dion. <laughs> well, one diva. <laughs> well, they actually ultimate diva. They actually um, have sort of parallel lives in the sense that they both are at a time where they're reinventing their musical career because they've both lost their husband producers. Mm. Celine's died. I know what happened to her. <laughs> But I know what happened to tell her. Me, tell me this is not gut-wrenching, that you get to be so famous within the country world and internationally that you move to Switzerland to escape the pressures of fame only to have your husband cheat on you with your very best friend. Who's her best friend? Some girl named Marie Ann. Oh, she wasn't famous? Mm-mm. And she was kind of ugly. Oh. And I don't usually call women ugly, but she stole the husband of Shania Twain. Well, isn't that sad? <sighs> yeah, I wouldn't. I'm not gonna say I no. No, I was you. actually gonna say it's not sh- sadder than what happened to Celine Dion. Dion's husband died, and then her brother died. Like, come on. The next day. They've been together for like years, and they've been together for so long. They've been together. Shania Twain and her husband have been together for 14 years. Yeah, I say. <laughs> but what's interesting is they were both married to men that were a lot, a good bit older than them too. Shania Twain and her Canadian? husband. No, Shania Twain and Celine Dion. <laughs> Shania Twain is Canadian. Yes. I don't care about that. She she was from Ontario. 
Well, what were you gonna try and say? What were you gonna try and say about Shania, who's like having a whatever? Oh well, she like that. That's the whole point. Is wow. if you just take the whole Coliseum saga out of it, I'm because saying. sorry about it, that was not our fault. She the Shania fans around the world. Celine Dion. Well, is she Wayne Newton? <laughs> He's been in Vegas for years. Not at the Coliseum. <laughs> is he? It, well, is Cher? Shares at the Hard Rock, I think. I don't know, Brittany. No, Brittany was at Brittany was at Caesars. She's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she just did a show in Tel Aviv, so she might not be there this moment. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, Shania Twain, she has a new album out with a new producer who is young. He's he's three months younger than I am, and he's only done rock and roll and like hip hop and some and some more. In- interesting thing. So she's kind of like stepping out with some bold moves. You kind of stepped on my whole excitement here with the whole Coliseum <laughs> thing. Um, and you don't even care. You're I don't. I'm sorry. I love Celine Dion. Like and like, I know that like, I really, it's not fair to compare these like two women. They're, they obviously have no beef with each other. Like, it's like just. They're actually friends. I know. It's like, it's just me. Canadian. It's like literally well, just me. I'm not pitting them against each other. What is it about you and me that pits <laughs> friends of very similar because Kirk Douglas and Olivia de Havilland upon research they were really really close friends yeah. and Shania Twain and Celine Dion are good friends and we we need a rival we I just know. need people to I mean it really them. it really is just like a personal vendetta because I went to Vegas and I wanted to see Celine and she wasn't there instead it was fucking like Shania Twain so did you see Shania? <laughs> of course not I came to see Celine <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna Shania Twain. <laughs> Listen, you don't ever settle with Shania Twain. If you came to see Celine Dion, you are settling if you see instead Shania Twain. Now, if I came to see whatever, anything, then Shania Twain would have been great. If I hadn't come to Vegas being like, oh, I'm going to see Celine Dion, then it would have been like, fine, it would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> fine, fine. They tried to give her the same font that they give Celine. They were like, Shania but uh, Celine's stuff was still all in the gift shop. So it was just like, it was just like oh, it was tragic for me. <laughs> I was like reliving it all over again. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see. You're having you're having a come apart. Yeah, yeah. Pull yourself together. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm excited about it because sort of um, what Shania has chosen to do is a different approach to the same sort of mechanism that Kesha did, which is kind of tell a biographical story as their first... Um, the first single from this new album. Mm-hmm. But Shania, she wants it. She's like, I've been down in the depths. I want this to be a happy song. So it's kind of a marchy thing that said, like she, all of the choruses. Hold on, I'm about to sneeze. <coughs> See? That See my much, sneeze was much cuter. much louder than yours. Much cuter. Um, I don't sneeze out loud. No, I do. I get it from my grandma. Um... But yeah, so she wanted it to be a happy thing. So the chorus goes, life's about to get good. Mm-hmm. Life's about, life's about to get good. But throughout the verses, she's like, like the first line is, um, I wasn't just broken. I was shattered. Mm-hmm. I trusted you so much. You're all that mattered. Um, and you no longer love me. And I sang like a songbird or I sang like a sad bird. Sorry. Sad mm-hmm. bird. And then she said, and I couldn't move on, and I think you were flattered. 
Because she, like, she like, but she goes, but that's all right, because life's about to get good. Like, that's her, like, sort of mm-hmm. mechanism, whereas Kesha was like, this is the sadness that is me, and this is the feelings I feel towards you. So it's just interesting to see somebody go through something. I mean, and, and I don't know. I don't want to. I don't think there is a way to, like, compare sexual no, well, assault to like, being betrayed by your best friend and stealing your husband. Well, there, yeah, there's no comparison there. But what, what it looks like, though, is that Kesha's is... Uh, obviously, I don't want to speak for her, but it seems yeah. like Kesha's there's, like, stuff that she was feeling, like, in the moment. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe not that she's feeling just now that she's, right. like, free because it, it... Like you said, it was like she was, like, reading from her journal. Mm-hmm. So and, and, two, Kesha's is a little bit more recent than Shania's. Like, Shania's sort of turmoil started in 2009. So it's almost been a decade. What? That's so long ago! I was graduating high school! But then, like, but she oh, but she lost her voice, but then she got remarried. She remarried the person, like, there's... She remarried? Oh my god. I, like, why are we still talking about... I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, she married, like, there's Shania and Mutt, her husband. That's mm-hmm. his nickname. Robert Lang Mutt. Mm-hmm. Robert Mutt Lang, whatever. And then there's Marie Ann and Frederic. They're married. They're married. So, Marie is having an affair with Mutt, mm-hmm. and Shania's going to Marie, her best friend, and saying, I think there's something odd. There's something up with Mutt. Mm-hmm. And Marie's like, you're crazy. He's fine. He's just working How do you know it. this? Oh, I read Shania's book. Oh, okay. And so she's like... I'm, like, I'm, how do you know that? I'm confiding <laughs> Oh, in, my God. <laughs> Why do you know I that? I was there. <laughs> no, um, and so she's just like, no, he's working hard. You're being crazy. So she's, like, being gaslighted by her best friend who's having an affair with her husband. Mm-hmm. Finally, her best friend's husband, Frederic, comes to her and says, our spouses are having an affair. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to address this. So they do. Like, it just, the whole thing blows up. But because they live sort of near each other in a compound, Frederick and Shania Twain. They live in a compound? Like, in, like, in, like, a little, like, up on a mountain. Like, okay. they live near each other. Um, and so he, he, Shania and Frederick are, like, becoming closer friends. Like, just kind of, like, confiding each other friendship mm-hmm. to get through it. They wind up falling in love. Oh, okay. That's nice. It's like a switched husband. They did a wife swap. Yeah. They did a wife swap for permanent. Okay. And, you know, and let's face it. That's weird, but that's nice. It is weird. It's weird, but nice. Like, I was, I, I, dug, I dug very, very deep mm-hmm. into the web to find out because I was hoping that Marie Ann and Mutt were not married. Mm-hmm. They are. Oh. But it's fine. But Shania put a restraining order on Marie Ann and said, you are never to come near my son. Oh, Why? Because she's a bitter old woman now. She's like, I'm bitter. You're not coming near my son. Shania's bitter? Yeah. About well, how old's her son? Stuff. He's like 14 now. Like, But when it started, like 15, 14 or 15. So she still can't come near her son? I don't know. That's how it was when, like, she said that on Oprah. She told Oprah, she goes, oh, she'll never be near my son. Well, you have to get, like, there has to be reasons for a restraining order. What were her reasons? I don't know. She's probably just rich. She's like, I... They don't work like that. Well, no, but that's the thing. Stop giving... Surprise! You liked her. I'm just... No, I'm just asking if, like... Asking if her, like, the... Marie, whatever, was just, like, violent towards, like, her son. Like, that would be, like, questionable. Well, and that's kind of what she said was, like... She told, um... She told Oprah, she goes, You know, I grew up poor in Ontario. And Mm -hmm. she goes, I've got money now. And she goes, If you try to come near my son, I'll use it. So she did get it. She didn't get a restraining. I don't know. I don't know the laws of it. <laughs> she said she would never. Marie would never be near her son. She goes, if you try, if she, if anything happens that I don't want to happen to my son, she goes, I'll take my son across the planet. 
She goes, I can. I have the resources. <laughs> I have the resources. She's like, I'll go. No, we have the technology. I can do it. <laughs> she's like, I'll go to Florida. I'll go to Vegas. I'll go to Canada. I'll go to Antarctica. She goes, That's nice. I get what good I want. for her. And I'm just like, good for you for just being like, my son's everything. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm, I'm just excited about this new era of Shania coming out. I'm, I'm hoping that it's, hope it's a big thing for her. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, all the best to Shania. You don't mean that. I do mean it. I want good things for her. I don't. I mean, she'll never be on the level of Celine, so mm. it's like I'm not. You know, whatever. Celine well, actually yeah. just posted a really beautiful nude photo of herself Did for she? Vogue. Yeah, you know, Celine, Celine only wears hot couture during her shows, and so Vogue was talking about her, and she has this really beautiful photo of her. If you want to get technical. Shania Twain is the best-selling female vocalist of all time. I don't care about that. <laughs> what? All you care about is the fact that she stole Celine's. I parts. mean, I also I and don't care about that because I think it's like super subjective. But also, like I would not put Shania Twain even in my own like talent-wise. Like I wouldn't put her above like Adele. No. You know what I mean? So like her like records being like having sold don't actually mean that much to me. Right. A lot of people watch The Big Bang Theory and that's a trash show. It's shit. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't mean anything to me that people watch it. It's like a terrible show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I mean, like, our president's like a garbage president and yet... Well, I mean, that's not debated. He's there. That is debated. (laughs) No, it's a fact. He's a garbage president. We're still talking about it. We're still having to tell people he's a garbage person. Mm. They all know. Just because they he, like, got know. voted in by whatever, by a, a certain amount of people. Well, I have Republican friends, and the, and some of them admit it. Some people don't. But they all know. The ones that, that matter do not. Well, they all, they just all know that it's like, you cannot, if you, like, like, it's when people tell me Justin Bieber can't sing. I'm like, well, he can. He's hitting the like, notes. Yeah, he's, he's, he is singing it. You may not like it. Just because you don't like the songs doesn't mean that he's like, not he doing it. Like, he can sing. And it's just like, it's that kind of logic that it's like, you're not using logic here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no one can look at Barack Obama and then look at Donald Trump and be like, well, Donald Trump's the better president. People do do that is like, what I'm saying. They are not, still they doing it. They don't believe it. They though. do. They, they don't. Yes, they, they do. They cannot believe it. No, they do. That's why it's so terrifying is because they do believe it. I just can't. It's terrifying, but I'm they gonna, believe it. I'm going to go get a cup of coffee mm-hmm. and then we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Okay, I got my coffee. So yes. Say say what you just said again. Oh, um, I saw the Broadway musical Anastasia. It's really Anastasia. Um, I saw it a couple days ago, and I've been waiting to see the show since uh, I heard it was in previews. Actually, since they announced it like three years ago. Yeah. I love that movie. Obviously, so I was so excited to see it. But it's different. It's um. There's no Rasputin. They took all the magic stuff out. So, like, the, the bat's not there. Like, any of that, like, magic-y stuff is gone. Mm-hmm. Just sad, because Rasputin has my favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, like, different. Instead of I that... I over there. I think I'll pop it in later. It's so good. Instead of that, it's um, it's more communist. 
That like it's like a, it's like more political. That could it's be weird. really interesting, but that it's definitely interesting, and I really enjoyed it. But I really missed seeing. I was about to say the communists. Yeah, you said it's more political. Yeah, it is Do more we political. really need more political? I don't in know. Our world yeah, right now it's it's it was just like really interesting. I uh, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I guess the political stuff will matter more. As sort of the show in the test of time. I mean, but, yeah, it just it makes it a little more like less whimsical right. and more just like serious and like a whatever. And I love it when Broadway shows do the the magic stuff yeah. on the like just the the, the uh, mechanisms of the way they achieve magic on stage. I mean, the the, the transformation stage of stage was the or, stage was you know. beautiful. It was so beautiful. It was like they had these screens up and and you could see like the snow falling and it was so it was gorgeous. So it would have been really easy to do the magicy stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, but they didn't do it and it made me a little sad. And it took a lot of the spunk out of the Anastasia character. She wasn't yeah. as like feisty, right? I think as like the animated one is. So. Anastasia is I've always loved the movie but mm-hmm. that's a real story right mm-hmm. like it's it's a true story um I mean it's not a true story obviously because there's like magic-y stuff and but Anastasia I mean, like, the, is the long lost princess of I mean it was a lost. it was a legend but you know she wasn't long lost she died she was killed with the rest of her family Oh. And they found that out. They found the proof of it. Um, hmm. Not not super recently, but, like, recently. Right. So there were women who claimed to be the long-lost Princess Anastasia. Um, they were all okay. debunked. See, and that's... Because that's the thing. Like, people are always like, well, you have a history degree. Tell me about this. I'm like, I have a, a history degree focused in American history. Like, super specific. So, <laughs> I, and I know some of, like, Western Europe yeah. because... You know, France mm-hmm. and and England and the Irish, they all are sort of intertwined with American history, but I don't really know anything about the Asian histories. We don't know anything about... The, okay, I'm going to go off on a tangent right now. We don't know anything about the Asian histories, and I am so mad about it, and you want to know why? It's because Hollywood won't make any movies about it. We have, like, five billion movies about fucking Queen Elizabeth or, like, the Tudors or, or like, whatever, like, the White Princess. We have, like, all these movies about, like, English history and this, like, stuff, and we have not... Like, we have no idea what's going on in Asia during this time. Every time me and my family, like, we watch, like, an Asian thing, I'm like, where does this fit in with everything else? Mm -hmm. I have no idea. I have no benchmark for what's going on with them because Hollywood won't make the goddamn movies! But there are more Asians than anybody else on the planet, so just, like, fucking... Put us in the movies. Make a movie about us. I will watch it. Except for maybe Indians. They might rival us on how many people are on the planet. I was just thinking about that. <laughs> There's I'm so many taking, of them, too. <laughs> I'm just taking some pauses because after that, I'm going to have a round of applause. Um, because that was beautiful. No, I totally agree with you. Um... Just like I just need, I need to the place only, it in time with like what's going on in the rest of the world, and the way that's fun to do that and like to learn about stuff like that is through like movies. Well, and that's the thing. Like, and there's like really interesting shit going on over there that I haven't, um, that I haven't read yet. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to reading, but clearly we all know I have too many books. There's one called I think it's they're, they're numbers 1491 mm-hmm. or something 1431, the year that. China discovered America like mm-hmm. the, they're saying that they now discovered it before but in American history the Chinese um they start and and I, and well Asians in general in American history start 
with the Industrial Revolution and the building mm-hmm. of the railroads. Mm-hmm. That's And that's already, like, diminishing the, the Asian population to something that they're not because Asia is very important on the world stage. And I, I'd like to know more. I so. would love... There's, like, the most important thing. They're so important. And I feel like there are a couple of times where, like, our... Hollywood stories kind of bump into Asian stories, and it's only when, like, our characters, like, meander into their world. And it's, like, um, one in particular that keeps showing up is, like, the lost, like, Roman, like, centurion, like, legion. Mm-hmm. And, like, the th- idea is that, like, they, like, had wandered into Asia and just, like, never came back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, there are movies about that. But, like, that kind of stuff is so interesting, and we never get to hear about, like, what's going on with them. Like, the different dynasties, like, that well, kind of and stuff. it feels like every time Hollywood or make- America tries to do Asian stories, we screw it all up. Because they don't do it right. Like, the memoirs of a geisha. Oh, I like Memoirs of a Geisha. Well, she didn't like it, the lady that it was about. She oh, was, yeah. She was pretty pissed. Well, um, it, there were, it was a Asian director, and it was an Asian cast. Well, I, I think her beef is more with uh, Arthur Golden, the one that writes the book. They wrote the book. About oh, 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 She's oh, like, oh, oh, You got this wrong. Oh, and then oh, 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 oh. The movie is very good and accurate beautiful to the book. Yeah, but book. she's like, "This is not real." Right, 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 right. So, but anyway, um, yeah. So you would recommend? We always go on our tangents. I love it. Yeah. You would recommend Anastasia? Oh, I would. But I actually have a recommendation from something that I watched yesterday for the first. I like found it yesterday. It's so fun. Ooh. I want everyone to watch it. It's like my favorite thing. It's um, a web series, and it's called The Gay and Wondrous Life of Caleb Gallo. And it's it walks that, like, beautiful line of being, like, extremely eccentric, but at the same time, like, totally relatable. And as a performer and as a writer, I'm, like, watching this thing wishing that I had done it. Yeah. So I'm, like, that, like, the dialogue is so real. Like, the performances are so good. Like, they're so just, like... I know that I know that person. I know who that person is. I've right. met that person. At the same time, it's like so crazy that I'm like, how could I possibly know this person? But it's oh my god, it's so it's so funny. It's Say it so again. funny. What's the name? It's called The Gay and Wondrous Life of Caleb Gallo, and it's a web series. You can find it on YouTube or on uh, Vimeo. Vimeo. And I think there's only like five episodes. They're like 20 minutes long. It's hilarious. Oh, cool. Well, watch I'll it. Be checking it out. Watch it, watch it, watch um, it. I am. I've got a couple of recommendations, um, thankfully, because I thought I wasn't going to have anything to bring today. <laughs> First of all, do you ever watch The Great British Baking Show? Oh, I just was talking to my sister about it. My sister loves it. I don't watch it. I. I'm obsessed with it. I just love it. I don't know why. People who watch it love it, and they don't know why. They can't. It's like, like calming. I cannot explain <laughs> it. It's like um, soothing to them. <laughs> it really is. Like most nights, I will sit with the iPad and play a round of cards on the iPad, mm-hmm. like a little like some spider solitaire, just to like watch them bake mm-hmm. and just kind of focus my brain and get ready for bed. But the other recommendation that I have. Um, by the way, the Great British Baking Show, it is wonderful. You get to see really interesting and beautiful, you know, pastries and baking mm-hmm. things and, like, cakes and biscuits, as they mm-hmm. call them. 
Uh, so I, check it out. It's really soothing. And there's no, like, Gordon Ramsay, like, yelling at them. They're just like, no, what are you doing? No. And they're, they're just, like, they're talking like, about it. Yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> and, like, the two little, like, It's on PBS, right? Yeah, it's yeah. PBS. The two little lesbian-like characters who host it, they're like, I get the terrible news to tell you who's going home. Yeah. And they're like, and I get to tell you who won this week. It's wonderful. <laughs> We're all having a great it's time. Like, oh, it's so great. But, um... And I just love it when uh, when they bite into their biscuits and they go, oh, that's a that's a moist biscuit. That's a good biscuit. I like it. It's just so soothing to me, and I love it. So anyway, but my other um, my other recommendation is another podcast. I know I'm always recommending. You're always talking about podcasts. Actually, you know what? I we did an episode that will not air. It was garbage, so I threw it out <laughs> because of me. It was my my problems with with. Um, sound and with just the content I was bringing to it. I didn't like it. We did, I wasn't organized, so we threw it out. Recommendations from that was S-Town, the podcast. Oh, yeah, S-Town. I love S-Town, the podcast. It's from a town of Alabama um, near where I grew up, so it's really interesting. Um, it's a mystery. You, you start at one episode, and did you ever check it out? No, not yet, because I was, um, my s- books took off. So right. like you thing. start, you, I mean, you just start with this, they're trying to unravel the mystery, and by the end of it, you wind up caring so much about these people, and it's just a beautiful podcast. But another podcast, another podcast. that I want everybody to listen to is uh, Janet Mock. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Never Before is mm-hmm. what it's called, by Janet Mock. Um, it's a, it's produced by Lena Dunham, mm-hmm. who, um, does a podcast for, uh, uh, WNYC, which is, um, NPR's New York station. Mm-hmm. So she does, I don't really listen to, uh, Je- uh, Lena Dunham's podcast very much, but this one, I love it. Like the first episode is Tina Knowles, mm-hmm. um, talking about her, you know, being a powerful mother for Beyonce and Solange. And the second episode is, um, what's her name? Riley Matthews. Uh, Rowan Atkinson. Oh. Not Rowan Atkinson. Rowan. <laughs> Rowan. Rowan Atkinson. Rowan Blanchard. It's Rowan Blanchard. And yeah. She's a 15-year-old feminist. Yeah, and she's, it's just she's like, beautiful. Soul. It's such a beautiful episode, uh, episodic mm-hmm. podcast that she has guests on. They're a little more organized and a little more articulate than me and my friends, <laughs> but... I like ours, too. I like ours, too. So, those are my three. Do you have any more? Um, I think from the... Uh, I forgot what my recommendation was from the podcast we threw out, but I was, like, talking about YA books, I'm sure, yeah. as always. Now, you said your friend had, like, was also, like, reading the books right. that I'm reading. Um, I finished the Throne of Glass series. That's what it was. It was the Throne I of Glass I finished series. it. It's incredible. And I didn't realize it was still updating, so I'm so mad because I, now I have to wait. Like a year for the next book, so I'm like really. I thought the series had so finished, you it which finished is, so you could just read it all. That's why I started reading it is because I thought it was done, <laughs> and now there's like another book coming out this fall from that series, but it's, it's like a side book. Like oh, so it's not really part of the main story. I mean, it, it will, but it's like something happening at the same time as this like oh, last book. Gotcha. And then the and then next year will be like the final book. So I'm just like mad that I have to. I wait. I don't like waiting. I, and I just finished another book, the Cassandra Clare, her, like, newest installation in The Dark Artifices, uh, Lord of Shadows. Mm-hmm. I just finished that last night, and I, re- I figured out I have to wait two years for the next one. I am, I don't want to talk about it. It's, it's like, really <laughs> upsetting to me. If you are reading those books, like, hit me up so we can, like, cry about it. It's, like, a whole thing. I don't want, I don't want to get into it right now. But well, like, speaking of hit you up, 
How can people hit you up? Oh, yes. You can um, follow me on Twitter at Molten Lala, M-O-L-T-E-N-L-A-L-A. Or on Instagram at Lala Fulton. I keep trying to get Lala Fulton on Twitter, but like the lady who has it hasn't tweeted since like 2013, and I like can't get a hold of her. She like won't give me that URL. So I, I I don't know. I wish they could be the same, but they're not. I try so hard. We'll get it there. I was very lucky. My Twitter account because my uh, Kyle Leon Henderson is my name, and my Twitter handle is Kyle L Henderson. Mm-hmm. I, so I got lucky with that. Uh, and my Gmail is Kyle L Henderson at gmail.com. I guess I shouldn't get that out on here. <laughs> here is my personal information. <laughs> and I live at One Arden Street. Yes, that's my social security <laughs> my number. My social security number is five two four seven. Find me. <laughs> you can have all my assets. You single? Find minutes. me. I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. So if you have some information about YA books, young adult, for those of you who did not know. Oh yeah. If you want to talk about YA yeah. novels, if you have a good recommendation because I'm I'm reading Six of Crows now and uh, meh, but um, I'm always looking for books to read. Hit me up. And if this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you so much. We are glad you came to hang with us today. And also, don't be afraid to join the conversation. We have a Facebook group called We Need to Talk. And from there, we uh, there's some several very loyal listeners mm-hmm. who get involved in the conversation and I take their conversations from the group to the podcast and I take the podcast back to the group and it's just a continuing conversation that I've started and I want the conversation to grow. So also first and foremost rate us on iTunes. Oh yeah. Um, give us a five star give rating. Give us the, the big stars. But also certified fresh. Leave a review <laughs> because if you leave me a review on iTunes I promise I will Read it on the podcast and give you a shout out. Also follow me on Twitter at Kyle L. Henderson or at Instagram on Instagram at Kyle.L.Henderson. You know. You know how it is. Troubles with the handles. Yeah. Gotta be there first. Ugh. I knew a girl one time when I was working in the retail, I got her email address. It was Mary at Gmail. What? <laughs> How'd she get that? She knew a guy who, like, her one of her best friends was one of the ones who developed Gmail, like, when it was first coming out. Is he single? So he, <laughs> so he, <laughs> so he called up all of his friends and was like, hey, Laura, get Laura at Gmail. Hey, Mary, get Mary at Gmail. Oh, so, my. Wouldn't that have been great? God, so, that's incredible. <laughs> um, but I was like, your name is Mary at Gmail? That's insane. That's stupid. Who does that? <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah. Um, also, go to KyleLeonHenderson.com and listen to all the shows. Uh, you'll see updates about the shows, but you'll also find my brand new blog, We Need to Enunciate. So, Just thinking about like people emailing Mary at Gmail now. <laughs> She's going to be like, who are it, these people? Do it. Email her. <laughs> give her an email and be like, Kyle said... Hi. <laughs> and then if she's like writes you back and says, Who's Kyle? I'll be like, Oh, you know. You know. You know who he is. You know who Kyle is. But anyway, that's another episode of <laughs> We Need to Talk. We have talked. Chloe has said her piece I've about Shania Twain. I said a lot of pieces. <laughs> she did say a lot, a lot of, pieces. of pieces today. Well, 
I was going to go to the gym, but I think we can just go outside instead if we want to get into the sauna. Oh, my God. I'm dreading it. I'm dr- I need, like, a bubble bubble suit. Well, listen, it won't be that bad. Be You'll bad. get in the sauna to go to the train station, and there's a 50-50 chance you might or might not get home without the train derailing. Oh, great. I'll look forward to it. See you next time. <laughs>